Greetings, ladies and metalgents, and welcome to this latest rendition of Tales from Outer Space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And as always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider supporting the channel. Now, on to the science fiction. Story number one. Playing Dead, written by Zero Seas. Welcome, fellow Grangoths and Grangets, to the annual Battlefest. I am sure you're aware that this will be Grales last year participating. So let's all root for Ryanith. He'll be the last warrior with a chance to give Grales his well-deserved warrior's death. But of course, we'll have to get to the finals first. In the meantime, I invite you all to enjoy watching the warm-up matches as Grangian warriors get ready for the real battles by liquefying the organs of some backwater species we've collected for them. Don't leave your seats for Grangon, folks. This won't last long. The crowd roars in excitement as the war gongs are ceremonially rung signaling the beginning of the most violent celebration in the galaxy. The Grangian warriors were always uh, unique in the universe. They were far from the only species that practiced blood sport, but they had the uniquely illegal practice of letting the unstoppable killing machines they called uh, warriors relentlessly slaughtered kidnapped sentients from other worlds. No one dares attempt any punishment, though, since it was widely accepted that the declaration of war from the Grangians meant certain death. This year, like any other, they sent probes to various habitable worlds looking for a life to extinguish. They found a fairly standard stock, a catacromban, a paterio, and some random fauna on Ellipses 9, a nature-preserved planet, and a few random species who happened to be in the wrong trading port at the wrong time when their armies arrived. But there was one new entry this year. This year, they had a human. Normally, this would be forbidden, as the humans hadn't had first contact yet. It was outlawed to interact with non-contact species, unless you were making a hospitable first contact by standard galactic guidelines. Once again, though, no one was dumb enough to stand up against the Grangian diplomat and tell them that they were doing something illegal. As the massive iridium doors opened, the crowd erupted in cheers. Everyone, please welcome to the arena our first warm-up fighter. Hail now! A monstrous mammal stomped out of the shaded entryway. Pounding the ground with legs like an elephant, raising his four grotesquely muscular arms in the air, and giving a terrifying roar up into the crowd. On the other side of the arena, an ugly, pale biped was shoved out of its enclosure into the light of the battlefield. Hail now gets the honor of being our first warrior to slaughter this newly discovered species, this scrawny little thing is called a, um, uh, what's its name again? Ah, right, a human. We picked this ugly little thing up off a rock in the Talos sector, and it gets the honor of being the first sacrifice of its species. It must be so excited. As the creature stumbled onto the field, it was clearly apparent that it was terrified. 
Before it stood a goliath heap of muscle more than three times its height, making a terrible noise like a thousand firecrackers exploding at once. This was unlikely to be a long fight. Ah, don't you just love that smell? With fear like this, we might need to get the humans in here more often. The fight was about to begin, and the crowd was insatiable. The gates closed behind the competitors, and the gong sounded, signaling that the fight had begun. Prepare yourself, puny human. I am gonna make this hurt. Aonel said, raising a massive fist and staring down his measly opponent. But at least I'll give you the mercy of ending it quickly. With that, he began to charge towards the human on the other side of the arena, getting only halfway before stopping. Dumbfounded, the crowd fell silent. Where had the human gone? He stared blankly in the direction he knew the human stood just a moment earlier, flabbergasted at the fact that such a small creature could be so fast as to escape his eyesight mid-charge. His eyes scanned the room, looking for any sign of the human, but finding none. He took a big breath of air in through his nose, smelling that the human was still nearby. What is this trickery? He bellowed, scaring even some of the Grangian audience members. Where has my prey gone? Then he saw it from the corner of his eye, the human. Eyes on his target again, he began to charge. But the human vanished once more. Frustrated, he turned his eyes to the announcer. What kind of farce is this? I was promised a warm-up killing. The announcer looked just as confused as Hayonel. Twice now, the entire audience had witnessed the human simply vanish from the arena. Once more, Hayonel drew his gaze around the arena, searching diligently for the human that he was expected to kill. At the corner of the arena, near the door that he'd entered from, he found the human once again. This time, it appeared to be trying to reopen the door. He would not let this chance escape him. He immediately charged the human at full speed, intending to stop it with sheer brute force. A few feet before reaching it, the human vanished once more. Not having time to stop and bridled with anger, Hellnull charged headlong into the indestructible door, shattering his skull and killing him instantly. For the first time ever, a Gangrian had lost his warm-up match. The human had won. No, oh, Jesus, frick, I'm gonna die. The human muttered to himself as he was thrown from the arena door into the blood-stained pit. He was fairly certain that these monsters could smell his fear, or at least the torrent of sweat that he was making in it. If they couldn't smell that either, they could definitely smell the urine running down his legs. When they had picked him up from Earth, he knew that he was doomed. They towered over him, easily the size of elephants, but as violent as bulls. They reminded him a bit of minotaurs, but without hooves and on enough steroids to kill a whale. He knew that he was going to die by their hands. He just didn't know how. He couldn't understand any of their language, but based on the fear he saw on the other creature's eyes, he knew that it wouldn't be fun. Now he had his answer as he stood in what was clearly a gladiatorial arena, staring down a beast that he didn't think that he'd be able to kill with a rocket launcher, let alone his bare hands. 
He quaked in fear, knowing deep down that his blood was about to join the rest of the battlefield floor. As the gong rang, his opponent shouted something that was incomprehensible, but terrifying nonetheless. The monster bent down and immediately began to charge toward him. Assuming her quick death, the human could do nothing but stand frozen in place. He said his prayers, closed his eyes, and resigned himself to his fate. But after a few seconds, the pain still hadn't come. He reluctantly opened his eyes and saw the monster only feet away from him, staring daggers into his eyes. It looked furious, but its horrific gaze soon left the small human and appeared to wander about the room. He looked upward and began making more horrible, deafening noises. The human took this opportunity to try and sneak away from him, running under his legs and trying to hide near the wall of the arena. As he reached the wall, the monster's gaze once again fell upon him, and his primal fear returned full force, rendering him completely immobile. The beast took a few massive strides towards him, but once again stopped, looking confused. The beast once more roared into the air, this time with obvious irritation. He didn't seem to know where the human was anymore. But if he tried, he could probably follow the continuous trail of sweat and urine that now encircled the arena, ending at the monster's own gate. As the human reached the gate, he began frantically yanking at anything that looked like a handle. Please, please, please open. I don't want to die today. I don't want to be a monster's food, damn it. Please open. But his commotion trying to open the gate brought the beast's attention back to him. He stared paralyzed into the monster's eyes, knowing that by getting back into the entrance, he no longer had anywhere to run to. As the beast began charging again, the human could do nothing but stand still. As fear overtook him, he fell to his knees, then off towards the wall of the entrance. He had expected this to hurt greatly, but once again, to his surprise, he felt nothing. He opened his eyes just in time to witness the monster slamming its head into the door full force, enough to break it off its hinges, then falling to the ground. Out of pure luck, the human had survived to live another day. After that fight, the Grangrians launched the creature back to its home planet out of fear for its stealth abilities. In all the galaxy, who would have guessed that the greatest warriors to have ever lived could only see movement? End of story. Story number two. A unique treatise on human behavior using human colloquialism. Written by Wilthy Wonka. You know, I thought humans were thoughtless. Irrational, brash, unorganized, disagreeing, flawed. Beings that acted in such dizzying patterns no coherent action could be taken. With so many random variables tucked away in their individuality, perhaps it is better said no pattern at all. I thought them, well, little better than crafty beasts the universe somehow managed to let exist. A, uh, as they say, one in a million. But, of course, the story is to tell you that I was wrong. Well, I was right too. I'll get to that. You see, when a human is threatened, you quickly realize. Up until that point, it was all background noise. Turns out, behind all of that is a razor-sharp decision-making machine. In groups, they form into triangles. Yes, triangles. Not the geometric shape, no. I mean the path of distribution. A funnel. 
It's called a hierarchy. Their seeming irrationality generates a large pool of ideas. Some good, some bad, some really good. This pool travels down the funnel to more and more important humans that consider this pool of ideas. They shave off the bad ones. Then, further down the funnel, to an even smaller group of humans, they do what separates humans from the rest of us in the galaxy. This group of humans shaves off the good ideas. That's right, the ones that would probably work. There's only one type of idea now, the really good ones. One bred only out of human groupthink, brainstorm, an apt name. And so the extremely distilled pool of ideas reaches the end of the funnel. A single human, or a pair perhaps, picks the idea their experience has taught them will work. Not a good idea, mind you, a great one. And then the end of the funnel decides how to execute Depending on the magnitude of the conflict, whether it be common disagreement to a full-scale war, you have between two seconds and two days to get your crap together between this point and the next. Because that's how long it'll take for the decision to execute to trickle backwards through the funnel. When it reaches where it started, the beginning of that funnel, that's when they hit you. Because every human knows the plan now. And boy, you had better be prepared for anything. Any angle not covered will be torn wide open. You see, good ideas just can't compare to great ones. You may think that their way of thinking, their thoughtlessness, will be their end. But no, it's the key to their strength. Here's another human term, outside the box. I didn't even know that there was a box to begin with. So, next time, when you see that erratic, irrational human pattern, don't scoff. It's not a flaw. It's fuel for a machine that you didn't look for. What? You thought the funnel was scary? Let me tell you about the dreams. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed, and if you do, please consider supporting the author, even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment, just to show your appreciation for the story. However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely. I will see you all in the next one, and until then, I hope that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.